Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders that are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders and teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and doing it predictably and sustainably. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Scipio. The number one challenge every salesperson faces right now is how to have more conversations with more potential customers and land more appointments. And that's why you've got to go check out Scipio today. I've had too many sales leaders tell me how Scipio has transformed their ability to make contact with customers faster and easier than ever before that I had to go check them out myself. Salespeople using Scipio see a 5x improvement in landing appointments and a 40% lift in show rates. And that means more conversations, which we all know means more sales. Listen, everything has changed in the last year. And that means the way you connect with customers needs to change too. Scipio has the best automated texting platform for building personalized relationships at scale that I have ever seen. But don't take my word for it. Head over to Scipio at Scipio.com and use the code SPRINGFREE for one month on the plan of your choice courtesy of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Again, that's Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O.com and use SPRINGFREE to find out just how good a modern messaging platform can be. The Sales Leadership Podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. We're all facing new challenges, and if you need someone to talk shop with, I've got you. If you want to become an elite, legendary sales leader for the team you lead, hit me up. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we're joined by David Delaney, CEO and founder of TenBound. David leads a team providing research and advisory services focused 100% on sales development. TenBound helps sales leaders all around the world create SDR teams that outperform their peers through their blend of research and insights, consulting training and coaching programs, and live events that have been wildly successful for SDR teams of all skill levels. Now, prior to founding TenBound, David worked closely with sales leaders everywhere and was a highly successful sales leader himself. He led sales development teams with several different technology companies after his own successful run as an individual contributor in a couple of different places. Today, David's a highly sought after speaker, the host of a fantastic podcast that you ought to be checking out called the Sales Development Podcast, which we'll learn more about today. And he recently completed his book, the sales development framework, which is now available. I'm pumped to have David join us to discuss what I think is the most important part of your sales function. David, my friend, welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. Rob, it's an honor. I'm, I'm so excited to chat with you today. This is going to be great. Okay. Well, I'm pumped. I can't wait to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Um, I, uh, I'm really interested for this conversation we're going to have because that function of how we fill pipelines, which is our lifeline, man, I'm telling you, if you get that right, you can get almost everything else right. But if you get that wrong, almost everything else doesn't matter. And, um, and so I, I, I'm very excited for this. But before we dive into it, why don't you introduce us to 10 pound and uh, what you do for your customers? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we saw a need in the in the marketplace uh, about we're going on five years now for good content research and training and development in the SDR space. So the SDRs, the BDRs, the the team that's sort of the tip of the spear, you know, in the in the sales function, really focused on getting those appointments and building the pipeline, you know, for the sales team. And, and so we really focused in on that area and have built up a client base and a, and a research library to support that, uh, you know, to make sure that, that they can achieve their goals. And so we work with sales leaders, marketing leaders, you know, middle managers and, and, and reps uh, to make sure that they have everything that they need to be successful. Uh, we, we also, you know, bring the community together because, you know, and we'll, we'll talk more about this, you know, the sales development, uh, you know, function is, is a little bit confusing for people. And, and there, there really wasn't sort of a, a, a gelled community to focus on pushing the practice forward. So we, we've been able to do that th- through some of our events and, and now, you know, in a digital format uh, as well. I love it. Congrats on your success. And you're providing a really valuable service because, you know, that that role has evolved. It started years ago for a very specific purpose, came out of a very specific company, and then was kind of picked up by a lot of people. And I think one of the things I love about what you do is you focus so much on the insights on what is working and what isn't, but more important, why and for whom. But I think that this is going to be super insightful because most people just do it because that's what they see people doing, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially we work primarily with um, software as a service companies. And, you know, about 10 years ago, plus the the book came out called Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross, right? And that became it. it, it, That's what I was referring to. Yes. It's still still the Bible of, you know, our sort of industry. And, and, um, you know, people looked at the the success that Salesforce.com had that was laid out in that book on putting that connective tissue in place between the marketing team and the sales team. There was, there was this gap that, that um, you know, hadn't really been solidified and identified up to that point. So they, they got that roadmap. And so mainly in so- software companies, they looked at that and they go, well, we have to you know, have an SDR team or we've got to focus on building pipeline and, and filling up the calendars of the salespeople so they can focus on closing. And, uh, and you know, since then, people have, have tried it. They've been doing it with varying degrees of success. And that's sort of what we focus on to try to improve. So before we dive into it more, let's take one more second. I'd love to have our listeners get to know you just a little bit better as well. How'd you get started in sales, man? It's always interesting to me to hear people's story on what got them started. So, you know, is there like a, a high level? Like, how'd you, how'd you land in our world? Yeah, man. I mean, this is like get the way back machine, but my, so my first real job was selling shoes at city of shoes in Walnut Creek. It's not there anymore. I think nice. it's Barnes and Noble. And, um, and it, it was, uh, you know, it was a revelation to me that you could go in and you've got a base salary, but just by selling shoes, you know, you could, you could make a little commission on it. And from there, I was just like, wait, what? You know, that was amazing. And especially, I mean, we had, it was all inbound. I mean, that was the beautiful part about it. We didn't have an (laughs) SDR team at the shoe store. So people would come in and, and, you know, Hey, 
they're looking they're they don't walk on the lot unless they're looking to buy right so so it was awesome um and that's what got me hooked initially and then i was lucky enough to um work for one of the top sales training companies for about seven years um at that point it was called achieve global and it, it became um uh, part of miller hyman and and a bunch of different iterations now but uh, you know, one of the great things about that was I was selling sales training and, you know, was able to not only take the courses that we were selling, but also be able to practice the craft for a number of years. Um, and uh, but in the back of my mind, I'd always wanted to get into technology. And that's how uh, I got introduced to the the sales development world and, and what, what we're talking about here. And the rest, as they say, is history, right? <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. funny how sales sneaks up on us. And once you get the sales bug, nothing else is quite the same. And I've met very few people that tell me in three years of doing this show and in you know, a long career of working with sales leaders, I very few people that say I grew up wanting to do it. It's, it bites you, it gets you, and then nothing else is ever good enough. So oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience because, you know, you, you become very self-reliant. I mean, you're sort of an entrepreneur as a salesperson and, and um, you can make your own destiny. You're the CEO of your own realm, you know, and you can really focus in on th- things that you can control. You can always get better. It's always competitive. Um, it keeps you sharp. So anyways, we, uh, dude, you're, I'm preaching to the choir, man. I mean, if, if anybody's on the fence about getting into sales, just check it out at the Okay. Yep. Um, let's get rolling, man. So let's today, no secret for our listeners today, we're going to dive into prospecting. And now a lot of our, our listeners are in tent companies. They have SDRs as part of it. Um, we have a lot of listeners that are in other industries as well. And I, I, I want you to stay on this episode because you're going to get some ideas on how to optimize how you find opportunities today. And um, so let's start talking about prospecting in particular the SDR function. I want to start with like real simple, real basic, because I, I want to make sure that we're operating from the same definitions and understanding before we go any farther, David. What's the role of the SDR and how has it changed in the last year? Yeah, so if you look at it this way, like I mentioned, there's, there's, a, there's a gap between what the marketing department is doing and then what the sales team is doing. And, and it, you know, in the old days, um, we would throw stuff over the fence and, you know, whenever you could get to it, it's great. But the sales team is focused on closing and, and building, you know, their, their own personal pipeline and making their number. And what happens is a lot of times the prospecting <clears throat> aspect of it gets dropped because you're just, you know, focused on what you need to do. And, and the, the marketing department can produce leads and do a great job from a brand perspective. Um, but, but, you know, if things are falling through the cracks then you're losing a lot of money. And so the, the sales development team, as it, you know, is formed today, it was, was created to make sure that on the inbound side, nothing falls through the cracks and you're prioritizing the leads and getting back to them. And then on the outbound side that someone is going through and doing that list building prioritization, reaching out and consistently, you know, setting appointments for the sales team. And so, and so to, to its core, you know, that, that, that has not changed. So we're talking about connecting with potential prospects, setting appointments, building pipeline and closing revenue that has not changed. 
So that hasn't changed, but how we do it ha- does change. Obviously, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is I'm starting to see a little bit of a resurgence of the f- full cycle rep rather than the specialized rep. And I hope we have a little time to talk about that because I'll be really interested to get your take on that as well. Um, so what are you seeing out there? I mean, you're, you probably, I mean, I, I coach a lot of organizations. I'm not an SDR expert. I, I you know, I'm a sales process guy, but um, you focus primarily on that SDR side. What are some of the things that you're seeing when people get it right? What are they doing? And, and what are some of the things that make you scratch your head and say, huh, right? How, how do we get here? Right. I'd be interested to get your take on kind of the state of the SDR world right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously there's been a big shift. It used to be, uh, a, you know, a group of people in a sort of a bull bullpen, you know, <laughs> or whatever they call it. Like, you know, there was a, a group of people that, that were focused on, following up on the inbound leads or going outbound in, in the office, interacting, you know, learning from each other, bringing up the, the, the new people and having that tribal knowledge. And, you know, that was super, super helpful, you know, for people, especially if they're new and are struggling. And, um, and then especially, you know, for the management of just being able to have a finger on the pulse of, what's going on, you know, on the calls and what the messaging is that, that they're putting out there. So, you know, that, that blew up, that's, that's basically gone now. And, and, you know, just a couple of years ago, working with a team that was remote and had remote SDRs was very rare. I mean, we hardly ever yeah. saw that, you know, because you're, you're it's, right. it's an entry, you know, to some point it's an entry level position and, you know, to stick somebody who's got no experience, they're right out of college and, and, and have them working at home was just like ludicrous. But now we've shifted to the complete re- remote setting. Um, so that, that's a big change. Yeah, you know, I want to put a pin in that one as well. That's a big change because I also think one of the other big change besides remote is I see people like, I think that the concept of SDR as a, get in, you can be an SDR and we'll get you promoted out of here and let you be a rep. I see people now are saying the SDR is a career now, right? Um, and you don't have to use it as a stepping stone because it is so important uh, to get that right. You want to have some tenure there and not have it always just be inexperienced people that are trying to talk to executives, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, the, there's the, um, the sort of the dogmatic approach to sales development. And I think that's, that's one of the things that people struggle with and it ends up getting off track because they're trying to replicate a playbook at their company that they got from, you know, a couple of Google searches and talking to their friends and stuff like that. So that, that's that right there, it, that, that, that um, career stepping stone that you're talking about and, and creating, you know, a career path and getting them up and out real quick, that might work great at your company, but it might not, you know, you may need someone who's much more tenured. They've been in the industry for a while. They don't want to carry a bag anymore. They don't want a quota. They need to stay home, you know, and just make calls all day. That might work better for your company. So, you know, it's a little bit more nuanced than people think when they're thinking strategically about it, sales development. So I, that's a really, I love how you said that it might, might not, it, it, you know, the way that you build your process 
needs to be for you. It can't just be a cookie cutter thing that, like you said, you got from someone else. How often do you see these cookie cutter approaches getting bolted in that you have to come in and try and help people try and, and fix them? Yeah, I mean, well, th- th- that's what we do, right? So we see it a lot. <laughs> and um, it, But there's so that's also, pretty common. Is, yeah, that's I mean, I, we see it a lot, right? I mean, but but there's a lot of high performing, you know, sales development teams out there too, right? So there's a lot of people doing it right as well. And and so, um, w- you know, what what we see a lot is that you know that there's support for growing pipeline and there's support for growing headcount at the same time at, at companies, and so that converges to say, hey, we need to get an SDR team like yesterday and get this thing going. And so, and so the, one of the biggest issues that you see is it's just, Hey, let's put some butts in the seats. Let's get a few of the cool, you know, tools and technology that are out there that are freaking amazing, but right. you know, they, they're, they're just, let's get some people, let's get, throw some tools at them, stick them in, you know, in the corner or in a remote setting and off they go. You know, that's, that's what we see to some extent, you know, here, here and there that's happening. And, and that's just, there's a lot of, if you, you know, think about it, it's like building a house, you know, you don't want to start without a blueprint. So. How often when you go in and you meet with these people, is it, we got to fix the messaging versus we got to fix the interaction uh, engagement model, meaning, you know, tools or channels versus messaging that you bring or, or is it both? I'm interested in getting your sense on, you know, how those balance each other out and and where you look first. Yeah. So, you know, the, the initial call is just like, Hey, we've, we've got an SDR program that's like malfunctioning, you know, and, and so we're not getting the pipeline, we're not getting the appointments. And so we'll, we'll look at it and it usually boils down to, uh, people, process, and technology. Like there's there's something wrong with one of three or all three. And 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 a lot of times, Rob, it comes down to the process that's in place. And and just to boil it down, a lot of what the success is in sales development is project management. And and it's probably the most boring topic. Let's talk about that. No, let's talk about that because I think you're on to something there. Yeah. What do you mean when you say it's project management? Yeah. So, okay. So, so there's an art and science to it, right? So mainly it's figuring out what's working and what's not. And, and the way that you figure out what's working and what's not is by constant AB testing and iterating on different, different um, hypotheses that you have. So, so we, you mentioned messaging, for example. Okay. So you, you've got to start with some kind of hypothesis, right, of what you think will be a successful message for your target market. Okay, so we've got an A and a B. And, and a lot of companies do this, but where they drop the ball is it's, 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 it's a project over a you know, quarterly period of testing. This is working better. This is working better. Let's get rid of this. Let's tweak it. And monitoring that A/B test—that's where, you know, because it's a it's a long-term process that's you know not an easy, quick fix, and and a lot of people drop the ball there. David, what do you say to people that say we did? I we, you know like I, I love what you're saying. You said always be A/B testing, 
And, you know, some people say, yeah, we did that. We A-B tested. We think that we got this thing dialed in. And do you see that happening? They say, yeah, we did that a year ago, two years ago, whatever ago. And and then they they just tried to ride that horse. Is is that something that you see happen? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if you found the winning formula, you know, for your – whatever it is for the people that you're bringing in for the process that you have in place for the tech stack. If you found the winning formula, then hit the gas, man. Keep doing it. I mean, keep doing it. Don't stop iterating is what you're saying either. Don't stop doing that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so keep, keep doing what you're doing. If you're getting the results that you want and everything is up and to the right, then go for it. You know, it's when you start to see patterns that you, you don't like, you know, the, the, the messaging is, is starting to go down. You're not getting as many conversations. You're not getting as many appointments. The pipeline's going down. That's when you got to say like, all right, let's, let's figure this out, you know, dive in and, and start the project management process of AB test. I like that idea of project management approach to, to your SDR team. It's a really good idea. And, and that makes me then go to the next question that I have, that my next idea that I want to ask you about. Yeah. At what point do you say we can keep tweaking because we've been ideating or iterating or A-B testing or whatever we want to call it? What point do you, do you just keep tweaking? At what point do you say, man, we got to rebuild? Is there is there ever a point where you get to that? You burn it down. Okay, so... You know, what happens a lot there is the, the manager leaves, you know, or, or there's, there's some turnover happening. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you have a senior executive, uh, either a VP of sales or a CMO. And they're just like, it's a hot potato, man. I don't know what to do with this thing because they they were never an SDR or an SDR manager. That's changing a little bit. There's a sort of the, the, the next generation is coming up in the ranks, but you know, a lot of times they don't have a lot of experience. Suddenly the person leaves. Now they've got, you know, 10 SDRs who are looking at them saying, dude, what do I do? Right. right. <laughs> so at that point, you, you, that's an inflection point. So, so that, then you might think about, Hey, I mean, there's probably 500 outsourced SDR companies that are out there. You know, maybe I start talking to some of those. And, and, and we think about, you know, outsourcing the whole thing Um, or it's okay. Is there somebody really capable on the team that can run this? You know, let's maybe elevate somebody to a manager position and give them a shot. Um, You know, if they're really brave, a senior executive will take over the the helm of the SDR program and give it a shot. But um, I, man, I wouldn't wish that on, anybody because it's it's just a small uh you know slice of your overall pie of what you have to do and it's a very very specialized niche yeah Uh, you need a strong leader there yeah it reminds me of like you see it a lot whenever you get a new head of marketing they want to change the logo right and whenever you get a new uh sales leader they want to change the sales process bring the process that they like and I've seen a lot of times when I go into a sales org that they say, well, we use process, whatever you want to call it. There's so many different sales processes out there. We use this for this and we use this as a qualifying deal. And we use this down here for uh, how we, how we um, do, uh, how we get agreements and, and et cetera. And I feel sometimes that we got things kind of tied together with legacy approaches and new people coming in saying, 
they're told, hey, we invested, you know, X hundred thousand dollars in this. Don't throw it out. Try to make it work. You ever see that, you know, you kind of get that. I almost feel like one of those Rube Goldberg kind of deals where like I got all these things tied together and it unintentionally becomes more complex than it needed to be. And we scratch our head and we say like, you, as I come in, I look at it, I say, for someone that doesn't know the history, this seems unnecessarily complex or challenging. Do you ever see that? And, and how do you overcome that? Let's call it that Rube Goldberg syndrome. How, how do you overcome that if, if you see it? Yeah. So, you know, from a, a leader perspective, like say you're a VP of sales or a CMO and you, and you just got handed the SDR program, yeah. it's kind of like overturning a rock and, and looking at all the stuff that's squiggling out under there. You're just like, never mind. I'll put that thing back. Um, I, I mean, so, so there's a, a tendency, like I said, to just throw bodies at the program and then plug in a bunch of tools and nobody really knows how everything works together or, or who signed the contracts or how long we've been doing this. And then the manager leaves, the SDR manager leaves, and they have the keys to all these things. And you're just going, what, what, where do I start with this? So what I would recommend is if you, if you're in that, that position to start by just looking at the high level metrics like how many connections are we having, you know, on a daily basis? How many of those connections are converting to uh, appointments? How many of those appointments are co- converting to pipeline? And then are we getting enough, you know, revenue generated from the SDR program? Just start start with like a very basic overview of how the program's performing. And um, if you if there is an SDR manager, dig in a little bit. Like, how how are we doing? Um, you know, what, what where do we need to work on, and where where are the gaps in the process? And if they can't sort of walk you through, um, you know, if they open it up and it is a Rube Goldberg machine, and and things are being held together by like duct tape and bailing wire, that's yeah. that's that's the sign that we just have like tech bloat and, you know, it's, it's a bunch of old stuff that's tied together. It should be, you know, a very, uh, you know, unified process that is easy to understand from the outside. Um, and, and so if, if you find that, then you got to do a little bit more digging to see if you're getting as, as enough, you know, efficiency from all the investment that you're making. All right. So, so let's, let's talk about that. Let's dive into that a little long, a little more, Dave. I'm, I'm a, I, I think that this is a good topic. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is the most important thing to get right? There's so many things you can focus on. Like, I actually think that sometimes uh, in our sales teams, not just our SDR teams, but any part of sales, I sometimes think we're over metrics. I think that we have too many metrics that we look at. So I always like to come down to, is is there like the one or two things? Like, as you look at this, say, listen, if you get these one or two things right, you're going to be successful. Is is there a couple of things to say, listen, to our listeners, get these things right first. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, empty out the whiteboard, you know, and just, just pretend like there's no program and let's just build it from a, a simple graphic, you know, in your head. So what are we trying to do with sales development, whether it's coming from an inbound lead or outbound cold calling, there's just a handful of things that you want to look at. One is call connects or a, a connection that you're having 
with a human to human connection, whether that's a phone call, whether it's an email, whether it's on social, whatever it is, there's a human human connection. So how many of those connections are taking place per day? The next one, as I mentioned, is how well are you converting those connections to an appointment for your sales team? And, and so an easy way to look at it is you walk around, you know, or digitally and look at the salespeople's calendar of new meetings. Is it full or empty? Okay. So that's a very simple way. If it's empty, then you need to ramp up your sales development program because the, the salespeople are very expensive assets and they're sitting there with not enough to do. They should also be prospecting, of course, but, you know, we, hey, we got a big problem here. So appointments. And the last thing, you know, to look at, to keep it really simple is how are the appointments converting to pipeline? So you could have, you know, a bunch of appointments, everybody's running around doing stuff, but if it's not converting to pipeline, then you got to dig in there. Are we talking to the right people? Do we have the right accounts? Do we have the right, you know, people in our system that we're putting on these appointments? So really connects, appointments, pipeline. Just start there. I love that, man. I love how simple that is. Why do we make it more complex than that? <laughs> I'm serious. Like I listen to that. Oh. I'm like, okay, I like that. That's something everyone can get behind. That's something everyone can start to deconstruct and say, okay, in this week's uh, team meeting, we're going to be talking about connects. And in this week's, we're going to be doing this. And you know, why do we overcomplicate it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just you know, human nature to, to think that there's a silver bullet, you know, and if I plug in this tool or if I buy this service or if I do all these things, like everything's going to be great. I'm not going to have to worry about it anymore. And next thing you know, you've got too much complexity. You know, there's too many reports. There's too many dashboards. There's too many vanity metrics that don't mean anything. So I think it's just a, it's a question of like, let's, like I said, wipe out the whiteboard and think about the core you know, handful, two or three things that are going to make the biggest difference and go from there. Wipe out the whiteboard. I like that. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now, man. I, I, yeah. I like, I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of visuals from that. We wipe out the whiteboard. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking about wiping out the whiteboard and, and there's more than just a cool alliteration there. Um you know, you've seen sometimes when you wipe on the whiteboard and you you have the dry erase stuff still on there and you could see what was on there before and you try to write over the top of it and it just isn't as sharp and as clean. And it, it sometimes it takes going and get that spray or whatever you got to get to get that all the way off. And so I think that concept of wiping out the whiteboard applies to what you're talking here as an SDR but I think it applies to every part of the sales leadership job. I, I love that concept on being willing to wipe out the whiteboard. Um, what makes wiping the whiteboard so scary sometimes, David? Well, I mean, it, dude, if you take it a step back, so it's Windex, actually, for anybody who wants that tip, you just get some Windex. And All right. Thank you. <laughs> so, but you got to apply Windex to your sales, you know, the, the whole thing, right? So we boiled it down. There's there's three big things in sales development, people, processes, and the technology, right? So, so if you've got some residuals there, you got to dig in. And that's one of the hardest parts of the job, especially when it comes to people. Um, you, you know, you might have an amazing person who was a kick-ass, you know, SDR. Sorry, Rob, I hope yeah. that 
Yeah. You're okay. You're good. Uh, You're good, brother. You know, they could have been the best SDR in the world. And then they, they, they were so great that they got put into management. And then they realized that management is completely different than being an individual contributor. And they can't answer the basic questions that you're asking about connects, appointments, and pipeline. I mean, you know, they're, they could be in a better suited position in a different part of the sales org, right? So there's, there's wiping, you know, maybe the, the, the people component, the process, if you ask, what is the process for how do we, how do we get connections? How do we set appointments and how do we build pipeline? And nobody can answer. They're just like, Hey, we've got this tool and this, this, then you gotta, you gotta start over, man. Let's, let's build the process and start to AB test it. Technology. I mean, that's, that's, that's the first thing. Like, are we using all this stuff? Is it really necessary or are we just like spinning our wheels, you know, all day on pushing all these buttons and stuff? That's a, that's a, you know, I work in Silicon Valley area. That's a technology industry problem. I mean, you plug in everything and nobody knows how it all works. So maybe you got to look at that. Yeah, I like this a lot. I just wrote down on my notes. I'm burning up notepads here, which doesn't surprise me. I knew I would in our conversation today. As I'm thinking about this concept of wiping out the whiteboard and building something that works for you, I know for sure that we have a lot of listeners right now that have a process that they sometimes feel like, and I know for sure their reps will feel like, they work for the process rather than making sure the process works for them. And two times now you've said it comes down to people, process, and technology. Uh, twice you've mentioned that it's, you know, keep testing, you know, A-B test, you know, iterate and ideate. I love that iterate and ideate concept. Uh, I mean, it seems to me, I love that you keep coming back to building blocks. And you've, you've also suggested a lot of people want silver bullets, but I've learned that there's rarely silver bullets in this concept. Is it pretty come down to that blocking and tackling, get these things right. And you got a chance. Yeah. I mean, there was an old Vince Lombardi thing where he would come out at the beginning of the year and say, gentlemen, this is a football, right? I mean, that's basically where it would start. I don't know if you ever heard that one, but I mean, he basically starts from the beginning or John Wooden would come out and teach everybody how to tie their shoes. It's, it's, very similar with this. There's, there's basic blocking and tackling that needs to take place um, on the sales development program. And, and what happens is it's, it's, you know, it's a repetitive, um, difficult, you know, uh, potentially burnout position. And that's why you have people that are just in it for, you know, 12 or 18 months, and then they want to get the hell out. Um, and so you, you just have to, that's the reality of the situation. And you've got to be able to set up your program to, um, you know, be uh, able to, to adapt to that reality. Um, and, 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 you know, and having a strong leader who can consistently manage and consistently be running tests and optimizing the process is, is key. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so, you know, what I love as I'm taking these notes, it's, it's really simple that, you know, we, we have to make sure that we don't get late to the party. Like the, the market's changing, the products are changing, the competitors are changing. So as a result, everything has to change. It might be messaging. 
it might be what the the reach out looks like, you know, like uh, a long time ago, it was heavy on email and then it got into other things. And then you see the, the rise of social. And, and now I've got people showing me these amazing platforms for texting, you know, and, and they're not all created equal, but the tech needs to work for you rather than you work for it. And how often, like if this, I got questions that are popping my mind. Should, should a leader be scheduling time to be meeting with people just so they can stay a, a current on what is possible. Like not because they have budget to buy stuff, but because they want to stay current on what what's available and what's out there. Is that, is that a good move or is that a waste of time? Well, you know, it's important to stay updated on the market and, and um, you know, make sure that you're aware of different things, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I think, and you mentioned it, people really seek clarity from the yeah. leader and, yep. and almost like simplicity, you know, and, and, and re- repetition of the, the, it's almost like a mantra. Okay. And, and so I'll bring it to sales development In sales development, it's call it's connects, it's appointments, it's pipeline, you know, and then everybody's running around, well, we need to buy this and we need to do this and we need to do that. Okay. Let's bring it back. Connects, appointments, pipeline. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and let's double click on that and, and really figure out how to make that happen. That could be texting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, that could be cold calling. It could be email, whatever. But we got to. But we come back to these things, how we get those things to change. So I love it. So I got 10 minutes with you and then we got to be done. So I, I'm going to, I got two things that I really want to hit you with while I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, number one. Biggest mistakes that people should stop doing. I know you've got some. Is there like a couple of things, three or four things that people do to say, listen, just you've already told me what they should start doing, right? It's those three, your holy trinity, the three things that we just talked about a couple of times, which I love. What should they stop doing? Uh, okay, so so there's a few things here. So one is if you're thinking about, if you don't have an SDR program and you're thinking about, you know, light, lighting one up internally, then start with the manager, have, have a manager who's done it before come in play the player coach, you know, do the actual individual contributor job, but then also be setting up the processes and the tech stack according to the successful playbook that they've had in the future. Once that's set, then start adding SDRs into it. And this is completely backwards than how most companies do it. They just, they first get the brand new person in there who has no idea what they're doing. And, 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 and they're just like, you just go do it. So that, that's, that's one thing. And I'm going to give you a quick bonus is also think very deeply about the data. The data is the lifeblood of sales development. And so when I say data, you've got to have it structured. It's got to be clean. It's got to be focused. It's not just a bunch of, you know, lists that you bought on, you know, Amazon. <laughs> I don't know where people buy these things, but there's got to be good data because that's the lifeblood of the team. Love it. Okay. Those are some great things to, to avoid. Here's my next one that I have for you. Um, that I, I've been really interested to get your take on. It, there's a there's a lot of moving parts with a good SDR team. And, and you get someone ready and then we have this handoff event. 
any secret to making a handoff? Because if we're going from connects to appointments and then the pipeline, I don't know where you're going to have that handoff in there, but certainly between first appointment and pipeline, there's going to be a handoff someplace. What makes for a good handoff? And again, I, Rob, I wish I had more exciting news, but it's the good old service level agreement. Okay? Love it. That is the most thing. And as the leader, you know, for your audience, the leader is responsible for these. And, and so if, if you're not familiar, um, John Miller at, uh, I guess, Demand Base now, um, John Miller put it, accidents happen at intersections. And so there's an intersection between the SDR and the AE and you got to make sure that you've got that intersection well lighted. And so what I mean is a service level agreement says the SDR is going to produce A, B, and C, and the AE is then going to do um, D, E, and F. Okay, just three simple things everybody agrees to do when there's you know, a handoff taking place. So get that service level agreement in place, get it communicated, and enforce it. That's a leadership role. I'm writing that down. I've never heard that before. Accidents happen at intersections. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I mean, transition times are always important times to get right. Cause that's, that's, you know, that goes to, is it a good customer experience? Because you have an SDR that worked their guts out to get an appointment with someone and did the hardest part, I think arguably getting them to stop and then listen and then say, yeah, there's something here. Yeah. I'll meet with you. And then we're going to introduce someone new that we don't know if they're going to like them. We don't know if they're going to connect with them. We don't know how that's going to go. And so that handoff is crucial, right? That's crucial. hundred percent. I mean, you think about it, take it from the customer perspective. Like, you know, they've probably got a hundred things on their calendar. They're just like, what, what is this meeting? You know, what I, I'll talk to these guys, like whatever, you know? So when they get on, and this is your realm, Rob. It, that that meeting's got to be crisp, smooth, yeah. you know, value. There can be no like, oh, I'm just going to qualify you by asking all these questions. I mean, that's a horrible customer experience. So you got to be on top of that. So if you're going to wipe out the whiteboard, make sure you wipe out the whiteboard on what that handoff experience is like for sure, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're running low, man. I, I, the, yeah. the time has gone fast. It's been, it's been awesome. I, I, I'd love to like, give you a chance to like summarize your thoughts, any final thoughts. And we'll talk about, you know, my rapid fire stuff that we always do and how to get more of you. But, you know, I want to first thank you. This concept of wiping out the whiteboard and avoiding this Rube Goldberg approach, it, it lands well with me. And I think our, our sales leaders, you've given them some stuff to think about. What I love is the building blocks are the building blocks. Just make sure that you don't let them get antiquated. Um, any final thoughts? And I'd also love you to weigh in. Should, should sales run the SDR function or should marketing? <laughs> Yeah, that's like uh, tastes great, less filling. I, I have yeah. a lot of I have a lot of these things, Rob. Um, I love you know, it. It, <laughs> it really it, it really depends on how involved the leader can be. Um, okay. And and if if the uh, CMO is really into sales development and they can feed the team and give them all this stuff that we've been talking about, great. Um, you know, the disadvantage there is that that there's not as great communication with sales, right? Because it's right. sales and marketing. Uh, if the VP of sales has got a lot of experience in SDR stuff and could do all this and works great with marketing, it should report into VP of sales. So, 
It really depends. So it's like everything else. It depends yeah. what works best for you, which is a yeah. great answer. It's the right answer. All right, yeah. three questions real fast. Ready for the rapid fire? Let's do it. Okay, biggest sales leadership challenge you're seeing right now and how do people beat it? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not, not too rapid fire. <laughs> There's so many, but um, I, I would say... Um, You know, that one is set, set it and forget it, okay? And, and so we see that a lot out there, which is you, you get everything set up and everything looks great. Now you can move on to the hundred other things that, you, that you've been doing. And, and that, that's, you know, based on what we were talking about, recipe for uh, disaster because you, just setting it up is step one. You got step 100, which is the constant iteration of the program. So don't set it and forget it. Yeah. And, and the way you beat it is that iteration that we've talked about. Our whole, our whole episode, the theme has been iteration and ideation. Okay. When you're building teams, you've built a few teams. Is there like a go-to concept or interview question or principle that you found you look for when you're developing a team? And, and when you leverage that, what are you looking for as, as you do that team building stuff? Yeah, I actually, I, I've heard a, a good one that we've used in the past, but the, um, a guy named Dan Sullivan actually came up with this. And it, it was essentially, um, you know, what, what do you feel like you're entitled to? Ooh, it's good. And, and if they answer with anything, anything, they're a bad fit for our organization. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a really, that's, that's, I hear a lot of things over and over and question. it's, it's a great one. I've never heard that one before. It's, our listeners are the ones who actually asked me to ask this question to all of the people who come on the show. Okay. That's a really interesting answer. I like that. What are you entitled to and why? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Dan Sullivan runs strategic coach, which is like one of the most amazing uh, companies out there. You should definitely check it out. That's his. And, uh, but I, I love it. I think it's great. Last one, leaders or readers? Is there, you've written a book that we want to give people access to. We're going to put a link to it in the show notes so they can get their hands on it. Um, anything you'd suggest that our listeners get their hands on and read if they want to accelerate their leadership journey? And I don't care if it's a book or a blog or even an audible or a podcast. Is it something that you'd say this is something you might want to consider consuming? Yeah, absolutely. So everything that we've been talking about is boiled down in the sales development framework. So if you just want an easy cheat yep. sheet, it's a lot cheaper than hiring us to come and help you. Nice. Um, but but you're welcome to hire us as well. So um, and then the the other the other book that that um, I'm I'm loving right now is called Turning Pro uh, by um, uh, uh, Stephen Pressfield, the same guy that wrote War of Art which you should check out, not the art of war. It's right. war of art. And, um, you know, if, if, um, if you're a creative person or, you know, s- struggling with, uh, you know, you know, p- uh, turning out material and trying to figure out what that is, I would highly recommend either of those by Stephen Pressfield. My man, this was fantastic. I know we're out of time. How do they get more of you? You know, if people have questions, they want to continue the conversation or they want to get your book or they just want to pick up what you're putting down because I, I'll tell our listeners that you're someone that ought to be connected with. There's, you're someone that ought to be following. How do they do that? Yeah, it, just 10bound.com is probably the easiest way. Everything's there. So it's T-E-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. 
um, 10 bound and um, everything's there. So let's connect for sure. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to connect with anybody. All right. His name is David Delaney. He is wiping out whiteboards all around the world and helping people avoid the Rube Goldberg effect. Uh, he will help you help your SDR team create more impact. And David, thank you so much for sharing your insights. And as I say with everyone, happy selling. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? I really appreciate David joining me to talk about modern prospecting. And, and while I know this was really emphasizing the SDR, this, this topic, getting prospecting right, I really think it might be one of the most important things we can get right as sales leaders. And, and that's one of the reasons I was so excited to partner with Scipio. Because Scipio has a solution that's a difference maker in setting up meetings that hold, in creating pipeline you can count on. I've had some leaders tell me they've seen a 40% improvement in show rate just by using Scipio. Now, 40% is a number so big, you can't afford not to check it out. The reason is simple. Text messaging is the very best way to interact with clients and schedule more appointments. And Scipio's platform, it's easily the most powerful, most personal one I've ever been introduced to. The tech just flat out works. It's just that simple. Every single week, I have more leaders tell me how Scipio's text platform is transforming how they interact with prospects and that they're creating meetings that customers actually show up to. And with more meetings that hold, you'll have more opportunity to see your reps improve and create more of those coachable moments and ultimately win more business. Now, if you're looking to engage more with your clients and also looking to get more prospects to your demos and discovery meetings, you should start using Scipio right now. I know the team personally. I know they'll give you an amazing experience. Listen, take advantage of a free month with no strings attached. Compliments of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Head to Scipio.com, use the promo code SPRINGFREE, you'll be blown away at how quickly the right texting platform can change the game for the members of your team. Now this podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. Companies have spent billions on sales training, sales tools, and sales process, but those same companies have left leaders on their own to figure out what the leadership model needs to look like. And while there are no shortcuts to success, you can absolutely get there faster if you take the more direct route. And if you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love the content in our community of sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. We have more people signing up each week, and I have my very best content and over 100 hours of training materials in there. You're going to be able to find everything you need in my Patreon community. And if you've never had a coach in your corner, now is a really great time to give it a try. The greatest performers in the world in every discipline, they all invest in themselves. Save your most precious resource, time. The, the greatest performers, they invest in time. Because small improvements, especially in sales, they create disproportionate results in both sales and sales leadership. And if you can win just a little more, just a little faster, you create massive results. So if you want to find those small advantages that create massive results, hit me up today. I can't wait to talk. Now, I'll always have an emphasis on prospecting and pipeline development. Always, always, always. The pipeline is the lifeline and nothing solves sales challenges faster than a big fat pipeline. And the prospecting world changes fast. When something starts to work, every other salesperson in the world starts to use it. And it's not very long before it's no, that thing that you were doing is not as effective anymore. So it's super important to stay current and stay modern. And in the last year, 
If you haven't changed, you really need to go back and take a look at what you're doing. And, and so that's why my conversation with David was so important. Uh, one of my very favorite things about David is he didn't come in with a bunch of silver bullets. He just came in with this project management approach to making sure we know that what we're doing works. I, I find it really refreshing because that's something that every one of us can do. We don't have to be the smartest. We don't have to be the most insightful. We just have to have a nice process and, and commit to doing the right things consistently. And, I, you know, the conversation with David to me was really inspiring because I, I felt like he shared things with us that every single leader could do. David helps teams all around the world stay current and then leverage the very best practices that apply to their teams and pipeline development. And I don't think we can say it any better than he did. He started right out the chute with always be A-B testing. What works today might not work next month. And as a sales leader, it's super important that you know what is and what is not working. They can't be hypotheses. They've got to be things that you are connected to and aware of. This idea of ideate and iterate, I wrote it down. I put stars by it. I've thought about it a lot since he said that. I think David's dead on. We can never stop iterating and we can never stop having new ideas either. Too often I see sales leaders hunker down and create their own playbook or they'll spend like a long period of time designing scripts um, and they aren't necessarily always ongoing testing. And then when it's done, they'll put it in a playbook and they'll call it our way of doing things. But the approach of connecting with your customers needs to be something that's living, always changing, always under review. This should be something that you're always doing. You should always be looking to find new ways to connect, new ways to get the attention of your target customers. And don't ever stagnate. Don't ever stop. Because too many times people don't change until there's a problem. They wait until the usual things aren't working. Right? If we wait until the usual things aren't working to change, that's a recipe for disaster. Generally speaking, that's why things don't get reevaluated until a new manager comes in, which happens about every 16 to 18 months now. So as a sales leader, stay curious. As a sales leader, stay in development mode. As a sales leader, keep inventing. Don't ever stop. Listen, David gave us some killer insights. You know, I, I love the three things that we need to be sure to get right. If you don't know what they go back and listen to it again, right? He, he, he shared with us a blueprint on how to, keep event, how to keep inventing. I love that concept of wipe off the whiteboard, apply a project management approach. But I really liked how, when he talked about avoiding the legacy effect, which I think kills too many really great leaders. Because if you wait until things seem broken, you've waited too long. Find new and better ways to do things while the current approach is still working. You know, if you can't find a better way and you're like actively trying to, all that's going to do is reinforce that the, the way you're doing it is the right way. And knowing that is a huge asset. It's an insanely valuable asset. Um, and if no, for no other reason, it's going to go a long way in creating your success story with the people you lead and for keeping your team in growth mode. So, David, this was an awesome uh, interview, awesome conversation. I love your passion for the SDR function and for prospecting in general. I also want to take this moment right now to remind everyone that May is Mental Health Month. Please take some time this month to emphasize the entire person, not just the salesperson. This last year has taken a huge toll on those you work with. Listen, I, I, I see it with all these teams that I'm coaching. 
I'm seeing that toll like start to come out and and we as leaders have to help them. We got to help them do more than just sell. We got to help make sure that they're successful in other parts of their life and that they, they, they're they a whole person and not just that salesperson. Please, please try to do all you can to help them be winning in their whole life because I think this is overlooked too often. And honestly, as sales leaders, we can make a huge impact for good if we choose to. So David, my friend, thanks for joining us this week. What an important topic. David is right. This is something you absolutely need to own as a leader. Don't ever stop inventing. Don't ever stop testing. Don't ever let how you connect stagnate. If you haven't already, please connect with David. Reach out to him. His book is a fantastic resource. Check it out for sure. Refer to it as you recommit to having a prospecting function that's elite. I have his book. I dig it. He's got great stuff in there. Okay, But above all, if there's one thing you get from this episode, don't ever stop evolving because the stakes are just too high. Thanks also to our friends at Scipio. If you haven't done so already, please head over to Scipio.com. That's S-K-I-P-I-O.com and take advantage of their free one-month trial by using the offer for yourself. Communicate with your prospects the way they want to be communicated to. Find out all about it by using the promo code SPRINGFREE, S-P-R-I-N-G-F-R-E-E, and watch your results change faster than you may have ever thought possible. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you liked this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Goes a long way in helping me get the best guests in the world on our show. And finally, I want to remind you, choose to be elite. Choose to live strong and don't ever stop living with passion. Don't worry, just execute and don't ever forget, we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.